from San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DiLorenzo, your co-host along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call, 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about being up against the wall in your marriage. That point when you feel like you are stuck between a rock and a hard place. And being stuck is a hard place to be. I want to share with you this quote from radio personality Rush Limbaugh. And regardless of how you feel about Rush Limbaugh from a political standpoint, I want you to listen to his words about being stuck. He said, being stuck is a position few of us like. We want something new, but cannot let go of the old. Old ideas, beliefs, habits, even thoughts. We're out of contact with our own genius. Sometimes we know we're stuck. Sometimes we don't. In both cases, we have to do something. Because the way to get unstuck is to get engaged in action. And uh, I want to share with you as we're heading into the show, I want to share with you this review that we got on iTunes. Our hug. Our hug. It's our one hug. And... We love it when you guys call them in, when you put them up on iTunes, you can put them up on Stitcher, you can send us an email. Am I missing out any of the different ways? Yeah, whatever way you want to reach us, you can you can send us a hug in whatever way you like. If, if you guys want to take a selfie of each other and say, hey, this is our date night and tell us a little bit about it, we'd love to share that on the show. That would be great. Date nights, we love date nights, but let me share with you... Um, let me share with you this one hug that we received from the reviewers, Big Daddy Childs. And uh, the title of the review is called Life Changer. And he said, a year ago, I was done with my marriage and was set to ride out the remaining years of the kids in school and then be gone. Then I stumbled across this podcast and listened to one, then another, then another. I now listen every week and just celebrated 22 years with my wife. We are reconnecting most every day. We aren't perfect, but neither are you. That's right. I love how he just, you know, puts that out there for all of us. I work as much as I can changing me, but more importantly, I learned to let God change her. This podcast is open and honest about struggles and successes. Give one a listen, then another, then another. Big Daddy Childs, thank you for putting that up there on iTunes so that other folks can be impacted the same way that you were. Um, it's true. We hear from so many of you that do exactly what he did. You get hooked on one, and then it leads to another one and another one. And before you know it, you're, you know, some of you are listening to us eight hours a day. Mm-hmm trying to figure out how to get unstuck in your marriage. Because a lot of times when you come and find one extraordinary marriage, it's because you are stuck. But you're in that rock and hard place and you don't know which way to go. And, and actually this whole idea about being stuck between a rock and a hard place or being up against the wall came from the fact, and we've shared this on previous podcasts, it seems like we 
often get emails or start to see trends in, in the communication that people have with us that usually prompts a show. And, and today's episode is no different. And what happened here was that I do all of the coaching consultations. I do all of the coaching for One Extraordinary Marriage. And within the span of about 10 days, I had four coaching consultations, all with husbands who all were saying basically the same thing. And that was, my wife has asked for a divorce and I, 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 I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. And, you know, she's asked for a divorce and, and I understand that things weren't good in my marriage, but I didn't really think it was this bad. And then they'd go on to tell me, well, here's the thing. No, I'm ready to change. Like I'm doing all this stuff to make my marriage better and she's not having it. What's going on here? And, you know, one phone call is kind of, you know, one consultation. You're like, okay, when you have four in a row. Right. Four in a row, folks, that were that exact same thing. She doesn't love me anymore. She doesn't know if she can trust me anymore because she doesn't know if these changes are going to last. She, she doesn't know if she wants to try. Right. And I want to just say something real quick, too. These all came in from men, husbands. This can go the other way as well. You know, this can... This can go the other way just as easily. The husband, you know, coming up to the wife and just going, hey, I've told you, mm-hmm. I, 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 we need to make change. We, we need to have some sort of semblance of love in this household. Right. And, and we need to make some change. And you're not hearing it. Either way, when this comes and you hear this, I want a divorce, it's a blow. It's a blow and I can totally relate because I still remember that day when Elisa came into our kitchen at that time in a one bedroom apartment in Costa Mesa, California, and she came in from lunch during her lunch break and looked me square in the eyes and said, I think I want a divorce so I can totally relate with my back being up against the wall, wondering what the heck did I just miss? And yet, if you really went back there, was it that you'd missed it or that you weren't willing to see what was going on in our marriage? Both. Both. And that's that's what we're going to talk about today because one of those phone calls, guys, I'm going to share with you. One of those phone calls was a gentleman whose divorce was going to be final within 48 hours of our initial consultation. That's when he was calling me. And to give him the benefit of the doubt, I do hope it was just that that was when we popped up on a Google search. Mm -hmm. Praise God. That's that's the benefit of the doubt I'm giving him. I don't know. Maybe he, he waited, hoping that she would change her mind. You know, like, let's see if this is really going to play out. And, you know, it didn't play out the way he wanted it to. I mean, I'm very good at what I do from a coaching standpoint, but I'm not a miracle worker. I need a little bit more than 48 hours (laughs) to affect change in your marriages. And and that's what we're going to dig into today because when you get your back up against the wall, when you are, when you're stuck, you didn't get stuck overnight. Right. Okay. Your back did not get shoved up against the wall or stuck into a corner or whatever cliche you want to use instantaneously. 
I'm telling you, in every one of these consultation conversations that I had with these gentlemen, and in ones that I've had with wives in the past, you know, when their husbands have asked for divorce and whatnot, when I ask them point blank, tell me what's been going on in your marriage because you didn't get here overnight. Mm -hmm. 99.99% of the time, we can unravel what brought them to this point. We can unravel the breakdown in communication. We can unravel the breakdown in spending time together. We discover how there have been all of these different things. And yet the person that's on the phone or that's sending us the email chose not to believe or not to think that those signals were as serious as they were. And I want to share something with you guys. Okay. You don't have unlimited time to work on your marriages. You don't. Every single person listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage show has a breaking point. I do. Tony does. All of you listening all over the world. And I just want to put a shout out to our listeners in Cameroon. Mm -hmm. We got an email from a listener in Cameroon. And that's probably the first time I think we've heard from Cameroon. So shout out to all of you there. And uh, all of you, you have a limit to what you're willing to tolerate, to what you can put up with, to how many times you're going to say, you're not listening to me. I need you to go to coaching with me. We need to talk. We need to date. You're spending too much time with the kids. I'm not a priority in your life. You spend too much time at work. All of these are exchanges that you've had with your spouse. I know because I have said these same words to Tony. With him, it was you're spending way too much time on that bicycle of yours. Mm -hmm. The bike is more important than me. You know, I used to joke about being a bike widow. And some of you probably saw the picture. If you follow One Extraordinary Marriage on Instagram, you probably saw the picture I put up uh, a while back of Tony's helmet hanging in our bathroom as our towel rack. There were times when like the bicycle gear was everywhere. The bicycle was more important than me. And I had to go to Tony and I, and I would say it, I would be resentful. I'd gripe about bicycle rides. You know, this was his, this was his thing. And it took a pretty serious crash for him to realize that, oh, maybe I am putting something ahead of my marriage. Right. And, you know, fortunately that crash was not me saying I'm done with you. It was literally a bicycle crash. Ran into a runner. He ran into a runner. That's, I think we shared that on a podcast a couple of years ago, but oh, oh, another, that's for another day. But what I'm trying to tell you is your spouse is not going to be around forever. I mean, that's just simple biology. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm at the very basic level, it's biology. Right. And on the other hand, if you don't begin to make change, if you don't do something, you may end up in that spot, just like I was, just like these guys who've been contacting us and getting their initial coaching consultation with Elisa and going, I don't know what to do. 
I didn't know there was a problem or I did know there was a problem, but I just kept sweeping it under the rug. It's, it's easy to think the problem's not so bad, uh, that you've got time to work on it. Mm-hmm. Because when we stand up in front of God and friends and family and say, I do as long as life shall last or whatever the phrasing was that you used in your wedding vows, it, there's this perception that, well, I've got, I've got forever. And the reality is, is you don't. You don't have forever. You've got to you've got to think about and analyze what are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. Because if somebody is bringing you this information, they're bringing you this data that says, I'm unhappy in this relationship. We're not talking. We're not dating. We're not spending time together. We're not having sex. We're not. For, for me, I want to just say, and many of you may feel this way. You were dating, you got engaged, you got married, you had some time between you and your spouse, and then you begin to have kids. And at that point in time, there's a there's this point where things seem to be really cool. Like you and your spouse are really on the same page. It's like this little person just takes up your time and, and it's really cool. I mean, you love this person, you love your wife and you love your husband. And yet, as the days and the months and the years go on, so much is spent on that little person that there's a disconnect. Well, and I don't think it's just the kids. No. I think a lot of people get wrapped up in work and in the other things that they have going on in their life that, that they expect that because they've said, I do, to this person, they can elevate all of these other things to a higher priority status because, you know, we said, I do, we said our vows We're we're good for, we're good. Right. I, I'm just saying that the kids tend to be a breaking point for folks sure. after a while, because if we cannot be able to go, Hey, how are we going to grow you and I, how are we going to be able to grow ourselves and our marriage with these kids? there would still be friction. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those areas that you and I really had to overcome was really understanding how are we going to be able to be the sexual beings that we are and for each other, even though now we have these kids and they do take up time and effort on top of work and everything else that we do have going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you start trying to figure out, okay, what's going on in my marriage? You know, and you're, you got to go back to the question, what are you waiting for? Where are you, where are you stumbling in processing this information from your spouse? Because some of you in having these conversations, and I know in our own marriage, some of you are stuck in a place of fear. You're afraid, you're afraid to really have the conversation to say what's going on here. Is it really as bad as I think it might be? Because if I don't ask you and you don't tell me, then neither one of us has to acknowledge how bad it is. You know, yes, there is a 95,000 pound elephant sitting in the middle of our bed. But if I don't ask you if there's a problem and you don't tell me out loud that there's a problem, we can pretend that elephant isn't there. And some of you, your ego is bigger and stronger than your marriage right now. 
because you don't want to admit, even though your spouse has told you in big, gigantic, gigantic neon letters, we have a problem. You don't want to acknowledge that. You don't want to acknowledge that you might have to seek help because what the two of you are doing isn't working. And I will tell you that if your ego is stronger than your marriage, you've got a problem. You absolutely can't have more ego than you do a strong marriage. Because just like the, uh, that iTunes review that I read where he realized, and I'm going to go back to this real quick. Let me just pull this up. He said, I work as much as I can changing me, but more importantly, I learned to let God change her. Here's the thing. I can't change Tony. I have tried. It does not work. Those of you that have listened to more than two episodes, you know that I am the messy spouse. Tony has tried. I'm sure Tony has prayed to God numerous times about changing me and my messiness. And as we're still in the process of moving in, there are still piles. And by the grace of God, Tony has not gone off the deep end about those piles. But I'm sure he prays about them all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, but you can only change yourself. But if your spouse comes to you and says, we don't talk anymore, then you need to stop and say, why aren't we talking? What is it that I need to change in me to get back in the game, to re-engage? Because when I work with my coaching clients, it's all about engagement with them. Right. It's, you need, hmm. folks, you, you, you got to wake up. You have to wake up and face your fears. You have to. If not, you're going to be in the same place you are today that you'll be in 365 days. You'll be in that same place. And believe me when I say this, that we have our own fears that we need to face daily. We do. And it's not like I'm sitting here behind this microphone preaching to you like I am at the top of the mountain. I'm climbing it with you. I am. There are definitely days when fear can overcome myself, can overcome Elisa. But we have to do something. We have to engage in action. And sometimes that's by ourselves. That may be you know, listening to a podcast. That may be reaching out for an initial coaching call or going somewhere where we can get the help that we need. So it might be time for you to go, you know what? It is time for change. I do need to get in with Elisa and, and, and have that initial call. Maybe that's where I need to start so I can look at myself and then I can talk to my spouse. How do we engage each other again? What is it that we can do? What action steps we can take? So if you're interested in signing up for an initial call, you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 30 minutes. It's, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, Tony and I have been helping couples with their marriages now for gosh, five, six years. Yeah. Overall. And, you know, our, my heart breaks every time I get on a phone call and I hear that the word divorce has been mentioned. 
because I remember, like Tony said at the outset of the show, I remember that conversation. I remember, because this was really kind of pre-internet, um, I remember opening up a Yellow Pages and looking for a divorce attorney because I didn't have the benefit of Facebook to say, hey, does anybody have a good recommendation for a divorce attorney? I remember coming home and sitting at our table and saying those words out loud. And then what I remember and what made a difference is that Tony didn't take that conversation and shut himself off and just pull back. He took that conversation as a launching point to come back into our marriage. And it is a launching point, folks. It is. It's another place where you just go, we need to start right here. We're going to start from ground zero again. We're going to figure this out. We're going to work together. Yes, it's a blow to your ego. Yes, it's a blow to, gosh, who you are and who you've been with and all of that. I get it. I get the tears and the hurt and the pain that is involved. But when you take all of that aside, can you look into your spouse's eyes and go, I'm willing to change. I'm willing to walk forward with you on this journey we call marriage because nobody ever said this was going to be easy. Nobody ever said that it's all going to be rose petals and I don't know, whatever violin music, whatever your favorite drink is. This isn't, this isn't going to be that we got to put into this marriage. We got to add into this marriage of ourselves, of each other so that we can grow. So don't look at that word divorce and go, oh my gosh, it's over. It isn't. It's a place where it can snap you out of what you've been doing and realize that you've got a new starting point and you have a chance, both of you, to make your marriage what you want it to be. In the past, it's done. It's gone. Yes, you're going to have to work through some of that stuff. But living there isn't going to get you where you need to be holding hands and loving on each other for many years to come. It's not. And it starts today. Mm -hmm. It starts, for some of you, you haven't had this conversation yet. It hasn't come up in your marriage. And for those of you that haven't had that I think I want a divorce or this isn't working for me conversation. Start right now doing what you can to never have that phrase be uttered in your marriage. That means you make communication a priority. That means you make spending time a priority and you start it now. For those of you that have had this conversation, and I know a lot of you listening to the show, you're in this space right now. Mm-hmm. You do exactly like Big Daddy Child said in that review. You start changing yourself. If they tell you, if your spouse says, you don't talk to me, then you start working on your communication skills. You know, that's the whole reason Tony and I 
produced he zigs, she zags, get your communication on the same path. Because so many of you said our communication is in trouble. We gave you the tool to be able to change that. If you need one-on-one help, Tony told you, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 30 minutes. Get on the phone with me. Let's start digging into this and seeing what plan the two of you need for your marriage. But when you hear that phrase, you need to do something immediately. Action is empowerment. Action gives you the ability to start feeling powerful in your relationship. It's exactly what empowerment means. It's that feeling of power. Because when you sit back and you just throw up your hands in the air and you throw your back against the chair and say, I surrender. I can't change this. It is what it is. Or whatever other, you know, pithy phrase you want to utter, then yeah, it's over. But I know that the people that listen to this show are listening to this show because they want to see action in their marriage. So you start right now. Mm -hmm. And for those of you, because we're going to be wrapping this up here in a few minutes, but I do want to say those of you that are in the Midwest, if you want to take action next week, we've got prime opportunities for you to do so because we are coming to you. It, do, it doesn't get any more active than that. I mean, we're going to be in your states. We're going to be in Columbus, Ohio. We're going to be in Indianapolis, Indiana. And we're going to be in St. Louis, Missouri. So take the action. Come out and see us. We've got three fabulous nights planned full of giveaways and hugs and opportunities to connect. And, you know, it's just... Selfies. Selfies. One selfies with Tony and Elisa and, and other members of the One community. We want to see you July 14th in Columbus, Ohio, July 16th in Indianapolis, and July 18th in St. Louis. All of the information is at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash meetup. Mm-hmm. But we need to know you're coming. Right. You need to RSVP. Tickets are just $5 each, and that just covers your food and non-alcoholic drinks for the night. But we need to know who's coming to join us. We want to make sure we've got enough giveaways for you guys. We want to make sure we've got, you know, all of the restaurant taken care of. So that's where you help us. Just log on to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash meetup. Choose your city, get your tickets, and then start posting up on Facebook that you're going to be there. You might be able to get some of your friends that you've been saying, hey, you've got to listen to One Extraordinary Marriage. Maybe they haven't listened yet. Maybe they're still kind of curious. Who's Tony and Elisa? Well, have them come meet us. You know, the rest of the country is going to be all envious because you in the Midwest, you're getting the summer tour in 2014. So you're getting this prime opportunity. We want to see you. We want to love on you. You know, when we say love you guys at the end of every show, we mean it. And we know you get that because often when you write us back, you say love you guys and when you're sending us emails. We want to love on you for a night. Yeah. And the way that we can do that is for you to come and meet us in those three states. Yeah, we do. And as we end today, I want to say a couple of things. One, for those of you who haven't had to deal with this word, you know, I want a divorce. That's awesome. That's a good place to be right now. So keep doing what you're doing. 
That's the key. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't lose sight of what's important in your marriage. You know, and that's why you come here to learn, to hear, to take away specific actionable items that you can do. For those of you who are thinking about it, before you utter those words, because once you utter those words, I'm telling you, there's a lot, there's a lot to be picked up and put back together. So think about it. What kind of change could you make in you today? What is it that you could start doing that would make an impact on you and your marriage? For those of you who have heard the word, and Elise and I know that, we've helped it in our marriage. And so for those of you who've heard the word, hey, I want a divorce. I'm done. There's still hope. There is hope. I know it because I am living proof and Elisa is living proof that after that word is uttered, that you can have a marriage better than what you have today. And you do that by going, we are willing to stand up, put a new starting line and move forward and grow together and individually. But don't sit there with your back up against the wall and do nothing. Because if you do that, nothing will change. So this week, you guys love on each other. Don't allow that word to come up. Work on each other, on yourselves, so that you can have the marriage that you desire. We love you guys so much. And I look forward, as well as Elisa, look forward to seeing all of you next week in either Columbus, Indianapolis, or St. Louis. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week.